Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. Father, thank you this morning because I'm anointed to teach your word. People anointed to receive the word were built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. So this month, uh, we started just looking around Proverbs, looking around uh, basic wisdom for living, uh, daily wisdom, something you can apply to your life every day. So I said in the scriptures, if you look at the Bible, they are the prophetic books which are the books that are basically prophetic. Then there are the wisdom books or the poetry books. Job, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, uh, Proverbs, Psalms. And I said that the book of Proverbs was written so we can glean, glean wisdom for daily living. No book of the Bible is useless, even the one you don't understand, including Leviticus. I know some people don't like reading Leviticus. But no book of the Bible is useless. Every book is important. The book of Proverbs was written for four kinds of people. So I'll just do that quickly and then I get into what I want to teach this morning. In Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 4 to 5, the scripture says that the book of Proverbs was given so that for giving prudence to the simple, prudence to the simple, now, it's, it's important that you understand the language of the Bible, especially the old language, the old English. Uh, simple here is not a very good word, <laughs> okay, in the context of what it was written. But it was given for the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. So there are four classes of people there that the book of Proverbs was written to. The first one is the simple. Now, the word simple uh, means someone who is silly or easily seduced. That's the Greek word. It means somebody who can easily be taken out of the right path. But the Bible says that a man who is simple can receive prudence. What is prudence? Good sense. It means that even if you were not very wise in the application of what you have within you as you engage the book of proverbs it gives you wisdom the second category that the book of proverbs written to is um now if you go to uh psalm 19 verse 7 it says the statutes of the lord are trustworthy making wise the simple so the word of god makes a man wise That's why I say that there's a level of foolishness that should not go with Christianity. If we really abide the word of God within us, there's a level of basic wisdom we should operate in. In fact, when I see people act in a certain way, sometimes I I wonder, because if you're born again and you're following the leading of the Holy Spirit, there are certain things that you just find out that, oh, this person has wisdom. Or if you're fellowshipping daily with the Lord, you'll be able to access that wisdom. Okay. To the young man, this is helpful for young people. The book of Proverbs is helpful. There's a lot of warning for young people. And the reason is because at the youthful stage of any man, that's when there are a lot of mistakes. You see, I I, I always say in this ministry, as you grow, minimize your mistakes. Try to reduce them. 
Don't be so careless with life. Don't be careless with life. Minimize. So for young people, you should immerse yourself in wisdom. That's why I say every January, read the book of Proverbs. One chapter a day. Just get wisdom. Just be, you cannot have too much of wisdom. Right? Don't say, ah, my wisdom is enough. It can last me for the next five years. Saying that alone means you are not wise. Number four, number three, it was written to the wise. The wise man will hear and increase learning. The wise man will do what? Will hear and increase learning. That means when you receive wisdom, you add to what you already have and you increase your learning. Number four, it was written to the discerning. That is those who are able to distinguish between better and the best, who will find counsel and guidance. A man who can discern. One of the names of God, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, is wonderful counselor. Counsel, I taught you last year on the power of godly counsel you go on the website and get that message the power of godly counsel a timely counsel can save your life from destruction a timely counsel can save your marriage can save your ministry it's important to get counsel so these are the four classes of people that proverbs was written to so when we engage the book of proverbs whether we are wise whether we're simple whether we are young or we are we are discerning we will find something for us so interestingly, I struggled a bit with this message, uh, but I'm trusting that you would learn something from it. Now, I said today I was going to teach on the test for foolishness, but I'm not teaching that anymore. I'm teaching this one now. Proverbs chapter 31. When you read Proverbs, when you hear the word Proverbs 31, what comes to your mind, everyone? If nothing comes to your mind, we need to rebaptize you in the ocean not river now you need an ocean baptism what comes to your mind the virtuous what woman okay so today we're going to look at the life of the remember this is a proverb right this is proverb right okay even if you don't know say yes this is proverb right yes so that means that in the life of the virtuous woman there is a lesson in it that we're supposed to learn right so we can I can give you a parable with a woman, but I want you to learn something. Am I right? Because it's Proverbs. Right? So I can give you, okay, for instance, I give you a proverb. I don't know so many Proverbs. I wish I was Igbo or Yoruba. My, my village has Proverbs, but they are not very common because they don't act Nigerian film. Uh, so I don't know any proverb in my village. So let's say I give you a proverb with an elephant, right? If I give you a proverb with an elephant, do I mean that you should become an elephant? okay i thought some people say yes <laughs> that would be brilliant okay so what am i trying to say i'm trying to convey a message so in the life of the proverbs 31 woman we're going to look at 20 lessons that every one of us can learn so we're going to read it in context but i'll interpret it to daily application are we ready to go so let's go to proverbs 31 i'm going to use two translations of the bible the new king james and the amplified so i'll be going this way verse 10 Proverbs 31 verse 10. Now, I want you to understand the context. Go to Proverbs 31 verse 1. The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. What my son, what my son, son of my womb, what my son, son of my vows. So it was uh, an instruction to a, a young man. It's amazing that sometimes even in the church we can be guilty of so much 
you know, making emphasis on the women. You know, the women has to do this. A virtuous woman, a virtuous woman, a virtuous woman. And we also forget that the man also has to be virtuous. Right? The man also has to be virtuous. You can't be an irresponsible man and want a virtuous woman because the Bible talks about Proverbs 31. Then Proverbs 32 is about the virtuous man. Don't look for it. It's not there. <laughs> Some people already have. Ah, that's a revelation. No, it's not. It's not in the Bible. Number 10, verse 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The Amplified says, a capable, intelligent, and virtuous woman who can find. What do we learn from her? That your character is what makes you stand out. The Amplified says, a capable woman, com competence, intelligence, and virtuous woman. So we take out the woman. Are you someone of virtue? Do you have character? A person of character who can find. That there is no amount of money in the world because rubies were pretty expensive. Jewels, quite expensive. That there's no amount of money that can compensate for your character. The more we grow in our society, the more it looks like character is becoming scarce. And so one of the qualities you must develop in your life this year is to build character. To build character. What are these character? The fruits of the spirit. They are already in you. You have to allow them come out. Patience, gentleness, love, meekness, kindness, endurance, self-control. Building character. Your character is what will make you stand out. Your character is what will distinguish you. And consciously, you must build your character. One of the statements that I don't like to hear from believers is that is how I am. There you have to change. Or that's how I was born. You have to change. We all at a certain point in our life had to come to the realization that we have character within us that will not make us fruitful or get into the future. So one of the things that made this woman to stand out was not her dressing, was not her um, whatever she had was a character and that is what we make everybody stand out whether man or whether woman so number one we learn that character is more important than material things so you have to build character number two that your true value is measured in character your true value is actually the worth of your character number two the heart of a husband trusts in her so he will have no lack of gain the heart of a husband safely trust in her by the way for ladies i've taught on the proverbs 31 woman before it's, it's on our website where i specifically addressed women so you can get that what i want to pick out here is that in your relationships people must be able to trust you you must be someone who is trustworthy people's hearts should be at rest when it concerns you there should be you know, when people trust you, there should be a level of safety there. Look at it. It says, the heart of a husband safely trusts her. There should be a level of trust you walk with in life. Even in business. At your workplace. Do your friends trust you? 
Very easy. You take a loan from a friend and say, I'm going to pay you in January. And you said that January last year. This is January of another year. And nothing touches your conscience. The scripture says, the wicked man borroweth and pays not. It is wickedness not to repay your loan. It's actually very wicked. And you have a conscience to send Happy New Year texts. What, what should the man be happy about? It's ungodly. Can you be trusted with finances? They give you the money of the meeting you belong to. Now they want it back. You are telling stories that your grandmother died. As if it was the money they gave you that killed her. No trust. They give you a job to do until someone stands and supervise you. You cannot deliver something well. You can't be trusted. If you say, I mean, the, the couple of friends I have, if they tell me, hey, I want to do this, I can go to the bank, they'll do it. But there are those who tell me, I want to do this, I will plan back up because the chances of them doing it is 25%. The scripture says that a righteous man swears to his own heart. You know what that means? Is that I promise this man, I'm going to do this for you. I know what happens. Maybe he changes or something goes wrong. And I, I feel like I don't want to do it again. You know what the scripture says? If I'm a righteous man, I'll keep my words. That's why you should weigh your words carefully. You should weigh your promises. Some of you young people, you have told 40 girls that you love them. Are you a mini science? You went to the village now for Christmas. You had already told another girl in the village that you love her. There's another one in Boni. You are now the visible representation of the almighty God. To love all men. No commitment. You told someone you are going to marry her. This is six years. You are buying shoes. You are buying tie. You are buying uh, meat. You are buying this one. You are buying DVD. You cannot get married. And then tomorrow you now come that we are not compatible. Do these people just die left, right, and center? There's no goodwill towards them. The scripture will always put faithfulness before ability. Find faithful men who are able to teach. Not able men. Who are, not men who are able to teach who are faithful. Faithfulness will always come in life beyond ability. Your ability is practically useless if you cannot be trusted. Can people trust you? The heart of a husband safely trust in her. Are you trustworthy? They gave you a job. They employed you in, a, in, in, in an office. Your friends, your relationships, the people around you. Can you be, ask your neighbor, can you be trusted? You don't need to answer. Just, just ask them one more time. Can you be trusted? All right. Number three, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. I like the way the Amplified puts it. She comforts, encourages, and does him good as long as there's life within her. What do you bring to your relationships? You know one of the prayer of Jabez? He says, may my life not cause pain. Sad as it is, sometimes your life can cause pain to people. The way you live. It can cause pain. 
Do you do people good when you come into their life? Are you bringing value to relationships? Do you make people regret for knowing you? Do you make people regret for ever offering to help you? I told you something on Sunday. I said, when people promise to help you or you get into a relationship with people, learn to manage access. Don't finish today what you will use in the future. Someone tells you, ah, this is my number. You can call me anytime you have trouble. As you left there, you just had trouble. You just left now, then you have trouble. Say, sir, you are the one that say, I can call you anytime. Is this a good time to call? They sort that for you. The next day, the next day, the next day, the next day. Because once you get into a relationship, you must milk the person dry and find a new one. That's why some people change churches. You're not here because we're teaching the word. You are here to extract. And when you are done, you move to another church. So in 10 years, you have attended 15 churches. See, I'm looking for where my spirit is comfortable. Your spirit is not comfortable in 15 churches. Then there's a problem with your spirit. Doesn't good. What value do you bring to the relationships you have? What value are you bringing to your friends? What value are you bringing to the local church? What value do you bring to your family? As a husband, what value do you bring to your wife? It's easy to look at you and say, oh, my wife is, ah, I wish my wife was in church today. No. What value as a man do you take home? What are you adding to your wife? Since your wife got married to you, has she become better? Or when she goes home, they are greeting her well done. The well done is that they have looked at how far her life has been spent. Well spent. So well done for helping her to spend her life. What value do you bring to the team you are in, in church, in the choir, as an usher, in terms of the media team, in terms of security? Do you do good? He says she does him good all the days of her life. Always seek to do people good. Never get into life asking what people can do for you. Get in there and add value. Even supposedly to people you think are wealthy, you can add value to their life. You can help them get value. Number four. She seeks, number four, which is uh, verse 13. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. I want you to underline the word willingly. I have said here times without number. I think I taught it on Wednesday. Please get the Wednesday message if you were not here. I taught on diligence. Work is not a curse. Don't think if Adam had not sinned, we would not have been working. You know, some of you just think if Adam had not sinned, you would just be in the garden, just plucking leaves. You know, you wouldn't need to go to the gym because we'll all be vegetarians. You know, you eat apple, you eat papa, you eat watermelon. You just think that's how life would just be. We'll just be floating around. That's why some of you have a misconception of heaven. I don't even want to go there. You know, people say when you get to heaven, we'll just be singing holy, holy, holy. Then just leave me here. We all become choir members. Let's even just leave that. You think God created you to just be singing holy, 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 holy for 1,000 years? Oh, holy. You see, guys, you just say, there's no excitement here. You're worth more than that. You're worth more than that. 
There's something creation is waiting for that is locked up in your spirit. For the whole creation is groaning for the manifestation. The word manifestation there is the Greek word apocalypsis. It means the revealing or the pulling back of the curtain so people can truly see who the sons of God are. We're not a partial figment of God's imagination. We're God's ideal project. Not just to sing praises to him. We are co-creators with God. She willingly works. So I said on Sunday, and I'll repeat it again, God gave Adam work before he gave him wife. He said, till the garden, then I will give you a helpmate to help you in your assignment. Work is not a curse. It is a way we express the creative ability within us. Everybody got called into ministry was working. Ministry is not a room for unemployment. You didn't get a job for four years. You know, it's like God is calling me. That's why he didn't give me a job. No, 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 no. A thousand times, no. Even the scripture says that honor them, give them double honor, those who labor among you. Ministry is labor. God hates idleness. But what I like about this is she willingly works. You must have a willing heart to walk in life. Don't see work as an oppression. I think, I, I might be wrong. This is my own personal opinion, not Bible. But I think that one of the disservice we started doing to this generation is that when we started teaching people, sack your boss, be your own entrepreneur, be your own boss. If you work for somebody, you can't live your dream. Nobody works for anybody and becomes a millionaire. You know, you know when you finish a motivational session like this, you feel that you can use your hand to carry a 9-11 to your house. You just feel pumped up. And people began to detest work. People began to look at work like, I'm a slave. No! Every hero of faith that we see today in the Old Testament was a worker. Abraham was not a bishop. He wasn't a pastor. He was a farmer. Isaac, Jacob, Daniel was working in government. Joseph, working as a prime minister, was working in government. There must be in your heart a willingness to walk. Be, be happy. Be excited with work. You know, I said of the, some young people, when they see heavy things want to be done, they quickly run to the kitchen to wash plates. That's how they start dodging work in life until when they get a job, they always run from the hard task. Ask your neighbor, are you willing to work? Do you like to work? Ask them one more time, do you like to work? There should be a willingness. Be willing. Get excited when it's time to work. For some of us, the only time of excitement is when there's food. And as they serve you, you look at the pot that there's more, then you laugh. Because you know today and the future is taken care of. Just you are so excited. Learn to, you see, I might be wrong again, but I'm sure I'm correct. When you see someone who eats a lot, there is a degree of laziness somewhere. It's true, Abby. I'm a prophet. There's a degree, you just say, the food, 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 food. The person is lazy. Because sometimes when you're walking, you will even forget that you have eaten. That's what work does. Work energizes you. It makes you satisfied. That's why I say that for instance, you might have a house, you might have some people living with you. The people living with you will eat more than you. 
and they are just thanking God for your life. Father, we thank you for Uncle as he goes to work. Keep him safely. What they are saying is just go work and bring. We are here. Consumers Association of Nigeria can. Right? Say, keep him. Let them not take this work from him. Let them promote him. Promote, promotion to them is more food. And when you tell us, oh, go war, they say you are, you are angry. You are not a good uncle. God has blessed you for us. God doesn't bless people for people. He blessed people individually. The same God who blessed him for you can also bless you for others. Stop always making yourself a victim in prayers. Every time you pray, you have you put yourself under. This year, ah, somebody will help me. Why do you go to the place of prayer and offer yourself as a second-hand material? The God who empowers the man who will help you can also empower you to help others. Willingness to work. How do you prove your willingness to work? It's not by saying it. It's by working. We can see your willingness to work from how you work. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's go here. What's the next one? Number what? Number five. She is like that's verse what? Verse 14. She's like the merchant sheep. She brings her food from afar. The law of the extra mile. The law of the extra mile. Don't just be someone who is comfortable with work. Don't just be someone who is comfortable with that zone, that comfort zone. Learn to stretch. She could have gotten her food from anywhere. But she goes afar. She takes that extra mile. Jesus even thought it that if men compel you to take one mile, go the extra mile. Learn to go the extra mile in life. Learn to dig deep, to go further. They give you an assignment in the office, go further. You are in a relationship with somebody, go further, invest. You are in a ministry. Be of a blessing. Go further. We will always recognize the people who put in the extra mile. Do you know why if you go to the gym, for instance, you, you are, you'll, be, you'll be more better probably than doing exercises at home? It's just simple. You know why? Because when you get to the gym, then the coach is saying, put in the extra mile. But you are at home, and you are just tired. You just threw the thing. Ah, it's somebody that is alive that will do exercise. <laughs> That's just the difference. We all have our comfort zone. But saints, this year, you must push beyond your comfort zone. If you are a writer, this year, put a book down. If you're saving, put, an, put in an extra savings. You can't do it. If you're studying, put in some extra effort. Learn to put in the extra mile in life. That's what makes you extraordinary. Put in the extra mile in your discipline. Put in the extra mile in your prayer. Put in the extra mile in your giving. Go a bit further. She could have gotten her food from her garden, but she traveled far to bring her food. The same thing, but she put in extra effort. Always learn to put in extra effort in life. Give something extra. Come into the game of life with something more than the average person we put. It's easy to settle for mediocrity. Those of you who are working, how do you know, for instance, if you have a deadline, have you ever experienced that? You have a deadline to submit a project or to get something done. You don't sleep, you get it done. Right? How many of you have experienced that? That ability is always in you. 
the ability to discipline yourself is there if you want to stay up to read you will stay up to read if you want to stay up to pray you will stay up to pray if you want to save some more you will if you want to give some more you will you're not at the um, mercy of circumstances god didn't create you that way put in the extra mile tell your neighbor put in the extra mile let's say one more time say put in the extra mile right verse 15 number six whoa we've got to run fast we've got 20. she rises while it is yet night and gets her food provides food for her household and a portion for her maid servant i want to pick up the principle of rising before night rising before it's day rising early the scripture tells us about jesus rising early to pray maximizing the benefits of getting up early it's a simple success habit some motivational speakers will call it the 5 a.m club getting up early in the morning taking advantage of the early hours of the morning to pray to get your food your spiritual food if you want to if you want to put that in context getting up early to spend time with the lord getting up early to pray if you wake up one hour earlier you'd have enough time before the kids come up but this again is extra effort white people are rolling on their beds just putting that extra mile get up early god is not against sleep but god is against slumber a little folding of hand a little sleep poverty will come upon you like an army you have to learn to maximize the night seasons learn it develop it don't say i'm not a night person you can't become do you know how i know that you're a night person if we give you a film now that you love you know or maybe all those times they used to play maybe like champions league and they play and they have to go to extra time they have to go to penalties you were even there watching till the cup is there they have given the cup the people are now analyzing how the people won until the people in the studio now say see you later that's when you you the, the people that are <laughs> that are working now say see you later that's when you remember that ah i will go and sleep it means your body can stay up if you find something interesting stretch take advantage of the early seasons cut down your sleep reduce it you know doctors normally say oh, well i'm not a medical person but doctors normally say you need eight hours of sleep six to seven to eight hours of sleep even they that says that way if they were sleeping like that they would not pass medical school i'm sure that if they were sleeping eight hours every day on campus they would not have graduated is it good to sleep is good is it good to wake up early and work is good just find what works for you but we need to develop that attitude of rising up early to work it's very important but most importantly we get up early to get our spiritual food give that time to god he awakens our ears to hear a word in the morning number seven she considers a new field before she buys it she considers a new field before she buys it from her profits she plants a vineyard we must deal with impulse buying impulse purchase just buying things without considering one of the things we pick from the virtuous woman is the ability to consider things how many of you have ever gone with your wife or you went with a lady to go buy something in the market you know that's one of the if you have a problem with patience that's one activity that will teach you patience just you have a problem i get angry easily no okay if you get angry easily don't go to the market but if you want to learn patience just follow her 
You know, you say women, they look at this meat, they'll take the meat, they'll do this, look at the meat. Oh, I say this one is not fresh. They'll do this, they'll do they will and go around the whole shop. And probably they are looking for the cheaper one. And at the end of the day, the difference is five naira. They now come back. <laughs> and if you are in the car, you'd have on the AC, off the AC, you know, sun, winter, all the seasons have taken place in your car, you are just waiting. And then when they now bring the things to the car, you're not like, ah, finally, why? Yes, ah, one thing, one thing, I forgot. <laughs> and you're saying, Pastor, say we should love our wives. I'm not sure she knows this type. But she considers. That's something women have. They consider. Sometimes men can do a lot of impulse buying without considering. One of the things we must learn from the Proverbs 31 woman is to consider things before we put our money. Consider investment. I know some of you lost money through MMM. I'm very happy about that, that you lost your money. Very excited about that. There's nothing you can do. We're hoping they will soon open the gate again. I'm very glad. Because you were hasty. Even some pastors preached it. They gave opportunities. They want to make the wealth of the wicked is now being transferred. I'm very glad you lost your money. Even people in some of my churches, some of my pastor friends, they lost money, but they can't say it. No consideration. You want one of the first laws of investment: never invest in something you don't know. Read about it. You are too lazy to consider. Learn to consider what you're going to put your money in. What you're going to buy, consider it. It's practical wisdom. It's not a prayer point. I want to buy this. Make your choice. Consider. Be, di be diligent about your purchases. Some of you have lost money through buying things you shouldn't buy in the first place. Learn to consider. You see, one of the wisdom in life is if you have a weakness, have people around you that can help you with that weakness. There are certain things I want to buy. I will ask some people, I want to get this thing. Can you help me get it? Because I know that, well, I'm not, I don't buy a lot of things. God has really blessed me. People give me a lot and minister to me. But <laughs> I don't buy a lot of things. But I, I realize that if I want to buy something from you, I don't, I don't actually believe people are lying to me. Do you understand? So if you tell me this thing is 10,000, in my mind, I'm thinking, probably you made it for like, 8,000. I remember one time I, I was going to the shop and I saw this guy selling yams. So I just bought a lot. And in my mind, I was excited. You know how you want to be a good husband? Ah, we have bought yams. They are going to praise us. <laughs> and I got home. And my wife said, how much did you buy this yam? I said, oh, very cheap. So I told her the amount. I mean, the yam was sold for half. I mean, regularly in the market was half that price without pricing. Do, do you understand? That's how I am. I mean, just gullible with purchases. So what do you do? You either learn the act of negotiation or you have, some, you have someone to help you out with that. But what we find out from this woman is that if she wants to buy anything, she does what? She does what? I didn't hear you. She does what? She considers it. Financially, before you make any exchange, you must consider. The next thing... She, is that from her profits she plants a vineyard so she knows how to maximize increase in life you must know how to maximize increase you must know how to trade we'll get there i think every one of us must learn the art of governance in terms of business 
from the way she considers from her profits she quickly plants a vineyard she knows how to increase the value of her resource she didn't just make the profit from her consideration and went to the market and spent it she increased the value of her profit your husband opened a shop for you you're managing the shop there's no profit he's still putting things in the shop they should shut it down you know sometimes there are some things we consider love but it is actually encouraging learned helplessness if they open a business for you treat it with all diligence and bring profit from it not that they've opened a business for you in the past seven years I mean you have a business you should be making profit the man will go to work and still bring from his work and still put in your business and every year you are still you are still collecting no you don't do that at a point you need to ask yourself is this business bringing profit is it bringing value these are questions you need to ask yourself it's not prayer point ask yourself sincere and honest questions you have any form of business you're doing you have anything you're doing learn to increase the value of it learn to take the value from the profits plant a vineyard from the vineyard you're going to get grapes you're going to sell just get keep adding value keep making value to what you're doing that's something we pick from the proverbs 31 woman the next one she perceived that her merchandise is good and her lamb does not go out by night. Now, quickly here, you don't need to turn there, but like, write Leviticus chapter 6, verse 13. The, one of the priestly requirements is that your light must not go out. This is talking of spiritual fervency. One of the things we learn from the Proverbs 31 woman is that she was spiritually fervent. When God wanted to replace Eli, he says, and eh, the lamb of God was going out. There was a lamb that was kept in the tabernacle that was always to be lit. There must always be light in it. When Jesus was describing John, he calls him a burning and a shining light. Not burnt light. Burning and shining. Your spiritual fervency must not go forth. Don't get into a year and say, I used to pray. You shouldn't say that about yourself. I used to study. Some of you were so fervent until you got married. And household and work and children took all your time that's why you should rise up early because you will not stand before god and tell god that marriage made you to become a backslider you will not stand before god and say because of the children that's why you were not faithful in what you should do you will not stand before god and say oh, it's because of my job that i could not serve you let the things that were meant to be a blessing not become a curse to us are you following what i'm saying hey come on are you here or you've gone home let the things god gave you a wife a beautiful wife oh a good husband good children let them not become what prevents us i really don't like it when people use family as an excuse not to do what they ought to do i'm not just talking about being in church i'm talking about their personal spiritual life go read about susanna wesley the mother of john and charles wesley she had seven children i think seven boys let's just say seven children i'm not sure about the gender now and out of that children the seven she was so disciplined with them impacted so much value she gave the world two two of the world's leading evangelists that ever lived charles wesley and john wesley the founder of the methodist church seven boys sometimes you even find out that the women who have more children are more diligent than the one who has maybe one or two 
Because the one who has so many children knows that if I need to finish with all these guys before we get to church, I have to get up early. But the one that has one or two, just don't worry, it's just one. It's just two. And they sleep, it's just one. It's just... You don't have any reason to come late to church. There's no excuse. It's Sunday. There's no excuse. There are things you shouldn't make excuse for. Your spiritual life, no excuse. Get the children up early. Make them go to bed early. Teach them that discipline. Praise the name of the Lord. What's the next one? What number are we now? Number nine. Wow. She gets herself with strength. Right? Uh, let's do... Verse what? Verse... What's the last verse we read? No, 16. 17. She gets herself with strength and strengthens her arms. Self-motivation, self-encouragement. The scripture where Jesus gets up early is Mark 135, in case you want to write that. You need to learn to encourage yourself. You need to learn to be self-motivated. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes in life, you will not find people to encourage you. What do you do? You encourage yourself in your pursuit. Not everyone will encourage you. You know, sometimes you see people now say, Oh, nobody believes in my vision. You know, I have this vision. Nobody believes in it. You believe in it and keep working. As the vision speaks, people will believe in it. Are you following what I'm saying? The truth of the matter is that people do not believe in things that are starting. It's a natural phenomenon for everybody. You, you, don't, you don't believe it. So what you need to do is to keep at it. The next one, I want to run a bit first. Uh, she tastes, verse what? Oh, okay, I did verse 18 before 17. So that's supposed to come before that. Now let's go to verse 20. Verse 19. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hands holds the spindle. Just talking about her hobby or her craft. But let's go to verse 20. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. How many points do you have now? We've done 10, right? Are we, are we in 10? Okay, 11. Sorry, just on my Bible, so I didn't write it down. 11, she has a culture of generosity to the poor. You must develop a culture of generosity. The scripture says she's stretching, she opens her hands to the poor. She reaches out. So you must develop a culture. You must have your family must develop a culture of giving. I'm going to spend some time to teach on giving. The scripture says, if you study the Old Testament carefully, it says, when you reap your land, leave a portion for the poor. And that was the portion that Ruth and Naomi and all those people were gleaning from. The idea was, because it was an agricultural society, you reap a part of your harvest and then you left a corner for the poor. So that the poor can come later and reap that. Now, I want to explain this because it is something we are getting wrong as a church. Not as a local church, but as the body of Christ. Please, and understand this. I'll spend time teaching, but understand this. Now, if we do... Well, I've, I've done that mistake before. The Lord began to correct me about it. Sometimes we do things for people who are less privileged or those. We want to document them. We want to record them. We want to video them. Now, these things can be documented for your partners... For instance, we do a feeding outreach. We can take a few pictures just to show in church that we, you know, did this. Right? But it is not for the public. 
one of the things that god taught the believers is when you help the poor help them with their dignity intact do you understand so why why so what happened is when you reap your field in those days you leave a portion so that when you go home they can now come towards the evening and reap the field god wanted them to have that process so it was not saying all of you who don't have something oh yeah come <laughs> no oh you just show them you know sometimes <laughs> one of the virtues of christianity is anonymous giving but you know why we started blowing our trumpets because the world was telling us oh you are not helping the poor and we wanted to defend ourselves you don't need to defend yourself against the world they'll pull you to their own terrain and it's a dirty terrain so you even see people that if there's no camera they won't help the poor it means your motivation is not to help the poor your motivation is to show off and how did we get this when we started saying who's going to give one million in church then somebody stands up and another person stands up another person stands up and before we know the thing was almost like bazaar and fundraising that's okay one million people come here come and touch the right hand of the man of god and then they were anointing with special oil i don't have oil here okay they anointing with special oil okay who has 500 <laughs> then you come stay in the middle you touch the right leg of the man of god okay the rest of you i should do something with your life but you came to church oh yeah come here how much do you have say 50 oh yeah put it there put it there and then we now pray special prayers for this one as the building is going up your life will go up so when the building finishes your life finishes right as they are painting this place your life will be colorful when the when the paint wears off your life will go up. okay for the rest of you may god have mercy on you and make you a proper human being because you know may god create you well you know and what that does is that we now wanted to show off that we were also given i want to beg you this year when you do things do them anonymously are you are you following what i'm saying give without trying to take the glory don't give and take the glory at the same time it's a christian virtue stretches our hands to the poor now you must understand something here let's balance this she opens her hand to the poor it was not the poor that stretched her hand to her you understand i said this is the scripture ah, i like this verse no it wasn't the poor who stretched she was the one who stretched her hands to the poor what does that mean allow people to give you willingly let them do it of their own accord are you following what i'm saying if you spend time with god you work hard you live you live diligently people would be led to be of a blessing to you okay so develop a culture a culture what's a culture a way of life number 12 she fears not the snow for her family for her household are doubly clothed in scarlet what does this mean the power of preparation she's not afraid of the future i didn't time myself i don't know how long i've spoken um she prepares somebody say the power of preparation i didn't hear you say it one more time church say the power of preparation you must prepare your family for the snow you must prepare your children prepare your children to leave when they are not with you don't prepare them to be very good people at home prepare them how to live teach them work teach them ethics drill them it starts from teaching even if you have a maid let them handle some responsibilities they are not going to have a maid all the days of their life 
don't stop saying things that the things i suffered i don't want my children to suffer them of course there are certain things you shouldn't allow your children to repeat but that doesn't mean you exempt them from hard work are you following what i'm saying teach them if they have age teach them to take out the debt and burn it don't be afraid of snow don't be afraid that when they go to school something's going to go wrong teach them independence teach them how to sort conflicts i do that with my kids sometimes they come around and this one wants to report this one i say two of you go sort yourself out well how do you want to sort it? it's your problem just go sort yourself even yourself prepare yourself for the future you have been in this job for 10 years you haven't acquired an additional certificate you are too lazy to read the last time you left school was 10 years ago the last book you read was chicken and the river dancing yam those are the kind of novels you like prepare yourself for the future in the next 10 years what skill are you going to require what job set are you going to require learn something prepare yourself for the future there is nothing as disheartening as when the future shows up and you're not ready the opportunity is there you didn't take it oh we're looking for someone to help you're not ready for it but this woman takes time to prepare especially in the area of children train them to have a level of dependence independent to be able to stand on their own don't always shield them I'll tell you something. The world out there is not for the lazy ones. That's the truth. The world out there is not for the lazy ones. Sometimes they have to go to places and dig things out. They have to put their food there. And that's why you see that sometimes we even have adults around us, walking around us, who cannot air their opinion. They, you know, they, can, they cannot talk. They cannot engage. Sometimes my son is talking to me he's close to me i can't hear him i'll say raise your voice raise it raise it because there are times you might need to do that sometimes can you help me with this no sir go figure it out because there are times you have to figure things out in your life oh what about this no go sort it out can I do this? No. You won't get a yes every time in life. Sometimes you have to get a no and learn how to deal with it. Because you're not always going to be a child. Cultivate those virtues. Prepare yourself for the future. Even your own life. Tell yourself you need to get ready for the future. Get ready for your retirement. Get ready for life after job. Get ready for... Just get ready. Don't live life as if you're going to die tomorrow. Live. Because God is going to satisfy you with good life. So prepare for the future. Prepare with the future in mind. She makes herself coverlets, cushions, and rocks of tapestry. Her clothing is of linen, pure, fine, purple, and all that. Verse 22. That's number 13. She takes care of herself. We're talking about practical wisdom. There's nothing like also, I mean, you see where it's coming. It's coming number 13, right? So you shouldn't start with this. But learn to take care of yourself learn to dress properly and dress properly is not dressing expensively your dressing ultimately tells who you are learn to dress well 
if you have a, if you have an issue with dressing properly ask people there's a very simple illustration my lecturer gave me in school professor jeff uh, mr jeff i can never forget that illustration he was telling us about how to dress we just got to school 100 levels some of us you know universities some wake up put it this way wake up put it this way it was like the more disorganized the shirt was the more nice it looked and he just said you know what he said when you go to the motor park and you wear a suit and you're properly dressed he says even the touts the agbaros they will come and say oh god come and sit in the front he said but when you just dress anyhow when they see they say there's space at the back you move move the way they'll talk to you he says even those people respect good dressing have you ever experienced that dress properly you know sometimes people say ah in church you don't preach to people ah let people dress how can a woman dress you see you cannot preach what somebody does not have inside if someone is looking for a certain expression on the inside it's not by telling them to wear whatever it should be something that comes from the heart learn to be decent in your dressing you just see that ah everywhere everybody's wearing jeans now they have torn this place you that's what you go to the market to buy and then you are bouncing if we don't see you you will now walk back and forth until we saw we see all your knees when i say hey boy you're on top of the world you know the way our society is if we just see a footballer or a white man just remove their pants one day and just put it on the head and turn it this way give it one month you see everybody with pants on their head they will not even ask why they just do it we're such a people that copy without reasoning for some people they'll do that it's fine for them probably their field requires that the crazier they are the better for them and you carry that culture into your life some of you will even go to the market and help your children choose that ah my child cannot be outdated he's he's here his mind is outdated but his clothes are current learn to dress decently learn it iron your clothes properly we shouldn't we should spend time learning about christ but it's also good to learn about these things be properly dressed you might grow up in an environment where you didn't have much clothes or i mean you are not just careful about dressing the older you get get careful about it it's important you're going to look for a job you dress like someone who just left the gutter and you expect them to employ you those are the times to even ask for clothes if you don't have i have an interview please i need there's nobody you meet i'm sure who say i have an interview i need to appear that will not give you something proper to dress with all right please learn to dress well and this is not just for women right because we always have problem oh women need to do well it's women 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 some guys draw very very roughly learn to dress properly remember when um, gallas was playing for tottenham hotspur i had that peacock haircut everybody started, started babbing peacock peacock where is peacock now nobody's babbing peacock here again it's gone until someone else will come and decide that they are not cutting the hair at all they want to put the hair this way give two three weeks you see boys will just start living sometimes you need to ask yourself why you should have a reason for anything you do and it must be a good one are you still here okay verse uh, number 14 i'll just go quickly her husband verse 23 her husband is known in the city gates where he sits among the elders your relationship with people should bring them good reputation outside for instance if i know my sister and she is somewhere because of that relationship it should bring praise to her 
let them not mention your name in connection with things that are not praiseworthy because of this woman her husband is respected in the city gates you know maybe you just heard that ah um, pastor went to fight somewhere and then you go somewhere they're not discussing he said oh are you uh, are you from that church and you heard that i fought somewhere and you know you say no why my relationship with you has brought disrepute are you following this come on i said are you following this but you can go somewhere and they say oh i heard this is that your pastor i say yes that's how it's, it, it is even for you also i don't also want to hear that i have to go to the police station to carry my member i say why were you here he said, uh, i beat my wife and they say are you are you the pastor what, what do you think i'll say no just the brother in christ like, i'm not training wife beaters your relationship with people always understand that whatever you do will affect those you're related to that's very important uh 24 she makes fine linen garments and leads others to buy them she delivers to the merchants giddles for sale the, the art of business you must learn the art of business everyone at a point or the other must learn the art of business you must learn the art of making profits learn it learn it learn it learn it understand a bit of dynamics about business 16 let me run quickly strength and dignity are her clothing i want to talk about the word dignity learn to clothe yourself with dignity the scripture says a man that is in honor and does not know it is like the beast of the field that perishes learn to clothe yourself with dignity not just external clothing be somebody who walks with dignity who talks with dignity who carries himself or herself with dignity 17 which is number 26 she opens her mouth in skillful and godly wisdom on her tongue is the law of kindness your tongue must produce kind words one of the things we learn from a proverbs 31 woman is the law of kindness the law of kindness from her tongue you must be able to speak kind words scripture says let gracious words come out of our lips that's why when we're grooming our children what are the first two words we teach them to say to people to greet people in the morning and to do what greet people and to do what to say please and thank you it's amazing that some adults don't even have this the law of kindness when you talk to people be kind with words don't say that's how i am no just be kind with words learn to be kind with words the law of kindness when you open your mouth skillful and godly wisdom should come out learn the art of talking properly learn the art of responding to people properly learn it it will take you places don't talk roughly you might lose your job ah i like airing my mind i, I fear no man i fear only god god will so employ you rash talkers you see how people boast about crazy things say see that boast you boast in the lord boast in this that he knoweth the lord you are boasting about how you can talk ah, if i talk to you i will finish you with my mouth and you are saying it how long have you been a christian 30 years 30 years of not learning anything the law of kindness learn to talk to your spouse kindly even though you are the man of the house talk to your don't talk to your wife as if you you bought her from libya talk to her with the law of kindness be kind the scripture says a soft answer turneth away ralph learn to have a soft answer learn to speak well 
somebody gives you a job to do something for them and they are talking to you and you are responding ah, how much is this your job how much sir? okay don't worry i'm not collecting the money again you talk roughly you have forgotten that one door will usually lead to another love kindness number what 18 she looks well to how things go in her household and the bread of idleness gossip discontent and self-pity she will not eat these three things you must not be found in them discontent learn the art of contentment i've taught you that gossiping don't talk about people self-pity look after your house look after your zone look after your talent look after the environment and the space that god is giving to you look after the things that god has shown you praise the name of the lord verse 29 many daughters have done virtuously nobly and well with the strength of character that is steadfast in goodness but you excel them all but you excel them all what all of these characteristics will put in you is that it will make you excel above people this will give you the spirit of excellence this woman here is a definition of the spirit of excellence the last one verse 20 charm and grace are deceptive and beauty is vain because it's not lasting but a woman who reverently fears and worship the lord shall be praised the last thing we pick from the proverbs 31 woman is that all of these things we have said the one thing that will hold it up together is the fear of the lord is the fear of the lord there's no amount of hard work that compares to the fear of the lord beauty is is vain it's deceptive i mean time will take its toll on you you know some of you see your pictures when you were younger and you wish oh i wish i was like this yeah you wish but just go on keep living <laughs> just keep living are you following what i'm saying that's why i used to tell my young people when we have relationship seminars when you are young you marry for the body shape when you are old you marry for the character if you are wise start with the character because the body will respond to nature as the time goes on are you following what i'm saying oh you know all the things you are looking for that is making your body to shake uncontrollably a time will come when you will have no interest in those a woman who fears the lord a man who fears the lord take these 20 things if you wrote them down and think deeply about them and think of the areas where you need to get your life in order this year will only produce as much as you put the wisdom of God to work. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's just pray. Thank you for listening to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng or call 0805-888-7575 God bless you.